Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great. How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great. Tonight we are going to have another edition of our resort series shows. Tonight we're going to talk all about Fort Wilderness. And I will admit, if you know me, I'm not a camping girl but i have stayed here because the fort is basically one of the three originals that opened when the polynesian and the contemporary opened it opened november 19th 1971 so it has been there for a long time it has been there for a long time and to be perfectly fair and frank it's such a unique place to stay and i think that's part of what it makes it appealing and it's certainly appealing to a very specific group of travelers. So we're going to talk all about it. So I guess give us, give us a little bit of history about it and then we'll just kind of segue right into who's it for. You bet. And as you said, it is a unique space because it has a lot of different options, but I think it's also unique because of its size. And I'll tell you right now, Google all you want. You're going to find a lot of very different numbers that are all close together. But look on 12 <laughs> websites, you'll get 12 different answers. Right. But Fort Wilderness is 700 acres. And if you're like me, you're like, I have no idea what that number means. <laughs> so I'm going to give you what that number means. The largest theme park is Animal Kingdom. That's 500 acres. If you put Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot together, that's only 540 acres. So those three parks are just bigger than Animal Kingdom. Fort Wilderness is two-thirds the size of all four parks put together. So it's huge. That's the first thing we know. And why is it huge? Because it is camping. It is woods there isn't this big hotel building there lots of campsites um cabins we'll talk a little bit more about it and i will say that i remember going in the 70s and again you had two deluxe hotels or you had camping and i was a kid so it wasn't my money wasn't my choice at the time they had airstream motorhomes up on cinder block and you stayed in your own private camper at your private campsite. And it was kind of neat because you actually had maid service, housekeeping service into your camper. That's really cool. That's very interesting. I, I can't even imagine something like that today. Sadly, the <laughs> campers are no longer there. Um, due to some environmental issues, we've said goodbye to them many, many years ago, and they've been replaced with phenomenal cabins. Now, the cabins is actually something that on my first trip to Walt Disney World, we stayed in. So it is something that I, I do have an experience with. It was so long ago that I really can't speak to it. I've seen them since, but it's obviously not an accommodation that I've I've been in again since that very first time. But just kind of a, a cool. Was it on that faithful trip where your sister? You no, know, no. This was this was this was before <laughs> my sister. So it was it was definitely way early on. Um, but a very cool accommodation. Something that again is very unique to this particular property. 
It is. And it's definitely something, believe it or not, as somebody, I'm not a camper. I'm readily going to say that. My apologies to all of you who love to camp. It's not my thing. But it's a lot of people's things because the campsites fill up so quickly. I will tell you that if you're looking for, especially December, January, it is harder to get a campsite than any other resort on property. So I guess, let's, I guess, break it down for that particular purpose, right? You said it's harder to do it. So typically when we're talking about our rooms, there are a bunch of different room accommodations. Does the same principle hold true for particular camping sites in this particular resort? It does. So options for you are going to be that cabin that I just spoke about. It's going to have a full kitchen. It's going to have a bedroom that sleeps four. It's got a set of bunk beds in it. The only bunk beds still left on property. And then a living room with a queen bed. It's different than we've done episodes on the villas. It's not like the villas because it doesn't have the washer dryer. I will tell you, I don't love the bathroom layout here. Everything is inside the room. So although it sleeps six people, you're all jockeying for bathroom position. However, you've got a great deck. It comes with an outdoor grill. You've got space and you've got your own bit of space and your own bit of quiet. You're not sharing a wall with anybody. Okay. And that's for the cabin. And then there's the campsites. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So campsites are interestingly very different. I, I have to say probably when they came up with this idea in 1970, they would do it very different today. Okay. There are different types of campsites and all different size campsites. So you can get anything from a partial hookup to a full hookup. So that partial, probably somebody bringing a tent. Full hookups are with campers, full hookups in a preferred location, in a premium location, in a premium meadow location. And then of course, there are also areas, everything in the campground is done by what they call a loop. There's all these different U-shaped loops off the main road and there are pet loops. So depending what you're looking for, you reserve that particular site. And as a travel agent, it was actually kind of one of the most interesting reservations that I learned to book because I had to learn things about camping. Right. It's going to ask you, how big is your unit? Do you have a fifth wheel? Do you have slides? Do you have awnings? Because as I said, the sites are not all the same. They want you to have that camping feeling. There's lots of wood still left on property and the poured concrete pad in between to park, but they really do a bigger puzzle than I think any place else on property, fitting everybody to their site. Now you may say to me, I really want a camp. I don't want a cabin, I want a camp, but I'm flying, so what can I do? I'm gonna tell you that camping is not cheap at Disney. You don't pick Fort Wilderness to camp because that's where you're gonna save money. It's definitely not. But you can, in addition to getting that partial site, you can rent a tent from Disney. You can rent cots to go inside that tent. So even as somebody flying who's really not going to be that camping person, you can have those opportunities. Interesting. And of course, those are all at an add-on price, correct? 
They are. So current pricing, $45 a night for your tent, $6 a night for your cot. Clearly a sign of the quality of (laughs) of the the bed you're talking there. But that's also in addition to paying for the site itself. So that is on top of the site because again, you can bring all your own equipment. Many people certainly do bring their own tents. How does check-in work for a location like this? It is very unique. It is a super small lobby because there's just a lot, a very limited number of people checking in there. They have similar to a toll booth, for lack of a better phrase. There's a line of toll booths because people are pulling up in their motor home and in their camper. So you kind of pull up to the window, get checked in, and then pull on through. Because obviously these bigger motor homes, they can't put a hundred of them in a regular parking lot like you would have for standard resort check-in. Right, right. Okay, interesting. Uh, Anything else as far as accommodations that we want to talk about before I move over to transportation? So obviously, if you're there in a motorhome, you probably have your own shower, your own bathroom. Obviously, if you're tenting, you do not. So there are 15 comfort stations located conveniently throughout the loops to be available for, you know, anybody who obviously needs them, as well as like every other resort, there are washer dryers available. Because one of the other unique things about this resort is that people will often go here really to camp. They may not go to the theme park at all. They may only go for two or three days. There are a lot of snowbirds. This is why sometimes the sites are harder to get. I know people who go for 25 to 50 days. And so you're going to need to get things like laundry done in that time. That's a good point. A lot of the folks that I know that are campers, this is a stop along the way of many stops that they make too, which again, you have to get your mindset for those of you that are listening. If this is who you are, perhaps you're nodding your head in agreement that yes, that that's definitely how we do things. But let's talk about transportation. Uh, it is a very, very large resort, as you had mentioned. So let's talk about what we have to offer in that regard. So I will say, I think this is a tough resort for transportation. Because it is so large, we've talked about other large resorts and how they have a bus that runs throughout the resort. This has a bus that runs throughout the resort, but unlike the large resorts where after the last stop, it leaves, in Fort Wilderness, it the buses all drop you at the settlement depot. And from the settlement depot, you're going to take a bus to Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, or Disney Springs, or head over to the water and take a boat across to Magic Kingdom. So it is double transportation. You're walking from your cabin or your campsite to the front of the loop, waiting for the bus, boarding the bus, heading to the settlement depot. Now, there is a way around that a little bit. You can bring your own or rent a golf cart. I will say I have not done it without a golf cart, but sitting in my driveway at my cabin was my rental car and my golf cart. And I will tell you that my golf cart costs more per day than my rental car. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's such currently, a cool golf car. Carts are, <laughs> it is a cool car. The golf carts currently are $63 a day. You can drive your golf cart right over to that settlement depot, plug it in while you're gone for the day and hop on that bus or the boat. So you can eliminate that first bit of transportation. Golf cart seat four, they have a very limited number of golf carts that, that seat six. And I will say, I wish they got more of them or they changed the reservation system because the ones that seat six are on a first come first serve basis. So if you're a family of five or six, you don't know until you arrive if there's gonna be a cart that seats six for you. And to get two carts a day, unless you're really spending all day at the resort and that is your mode of transportation, to add $120 a day just so you don't have to take an extra bus is a lot in my mind. Yeah, it, it is. But it's it's a cool feature that I say when I walk around this particular resort, the golf carts are definitely something that draws my attention as someone who doesn't stay there often. It's definitely a, a piece of the resort that I think is is a visual memory. Let's talk about some food, a uh, bunch of different food options. Uh, when we get to it, I will mention it's it's absolutely my favorite place to eat on property just from the entertainment perspective, but break down some of the food. Options. I was going to end with that one and leave it for you, but go ahead, Jeff, <laughs> take that one first. Cause I know it's your favorite. Well, well, listen, and I'm so, I'm so happy that it's, it's, it's returned to property, returning to property. The Hoopty Doo review for me is such an iconic show. It's such an iconic memory. So many of my trips have begun with this experience that to me, it almost started to feel like if it's not one of the first things that I do, my vacation truly had not yet started. Um, but it's just a wonderful, wonderful experience for the family. It, it I, I can't speak highly enough of it. It's very entertaining. There's so much food. You know, if you're a strawberry shortcake fan, if you're a fan of, of dinner theater, you know, with a ton of kitsch involved, I can't recommend it high and highly enough. It's not cheap. I'll throw that out there right away. But if you're looking for something to break any kind of ice with any of your your traveling party that maybe is not all in on Disney, I can I, I would say bring them to this particular show. They may end up on stage and it would change their whole perspective. And part of the reason it's not cheap is it does include beer and wine, which is unusual to be included in any dinner at a Disney resort. Correct. Correct. It is their longest running stage show. As you said, it, like everything else, closed when COVID happened. It was not one of the first things to come back. It actually will make its re-debut June 23rd, 2022. Right. Which I missed. I missed, again, I missed on my last visit, so I'm excited to have it return. That's definitely one of those things that you want to plan for. And we talk to clients about it a lot because of the way the transportation is there. People often, I recommend sometimes doing it on a park day, because if you're at Magic Kingdom, it's easy to take the boat over, enjoy that, and then take the boat back to Magic Kingdom, catch the fireworks, and then hop on the bus back to your resort. Because as we've mentioned before, there is no resort to resort transportation. Correct. So, you know, you're staying over at Riviera, you're looking at a bus to a boat and all kinds of things to get there if you're just doing it on a non-park day. And while non-park days are for relaxing, 
an hour and a half to two and a half hours of transportation time is never relaxing to me. Now, we find it a, a great way to, if you're going back to the Magic Kingdom in the evening or something like that, it's a great, it's a great way to do that. Uh, what other food options do we have? Trails End, a great buffet actually located right next to the Hoop-dee-doo. It's always a favorite. And a lot of the things, you know, when you think of camping and cowboys, you're going to have that corn on the cob and all those great pieces okay what else um i will say that there's a lot more limited options here because it's a campground so we've got our cabins that have full kitchens and a grill and people who camp often make food on their grill so there's two quick service options and they're really more like snack windows with takeaways versus quick service and sit down but because of the nature of being a campground and the things that I just mentioned, if you head to the Meadow Trading Post, which is their extremely unique gift shop, right. um, you'll find lots of food options there. And I say it's an extremely unique gift shop because it is a Disney gift shop. You can get a sweatshirt, a keychain, you can buy a soda. You can also get lots of food. You can get, you know, bread and cold cuts and frozen pizza and hot dogs to put over that grill and a marshmallow kit to do s'mores in the evening. But you can also find charcoal briquettes and you can find hoses to fix your camper and zip ties in case you had a problem with your tent. So if nothing else, wander through there to see what there is. It's so fun to see everything packed right in there. So I think that when you're talking about a campground, right, Fort Wilderness, you, you really can't discuss it without breaking down recreation options. We do this with every resort, but I think the campground is is so unique that we, we really have to pay some attention here. It's almost impossible to break down everything, but let's give an overview. Give us some information as to what the recreation options are on this at this resort. You bet. And being one of the first resorts... I I'm going to get stuck in some nostalgia. So I'm going to give you a recreation that is no more. And that is Disney's first water park. River Country was at Fort Wilderness. It was a water park that didn't use fresh water. It actually used water right out of the lake. But I remember being there as kids. It had (laughs) slides. It had you know, the big ropes above the water that you hung on to and swung. It was a lot of fun. It will always hold its place to me as the original Disney water park. It is no more. Um, If you haven't been to the fort in many years, you probably think the pools are boring because they were. They used to have two pools that were both big rectangles. Not so exciting. But many years ago, they decided they needed to up their game like the other resorts and have a main themed pool. So now they do have a big theme pool with a big slide, lots of fun for everybody. But again, because people spend more vacation time here than in the park, you've got archery, horseback riding, Segway tours, carriage rides, bicycles to rent, volleyball, basketball, tennis, tetherball, And of course, being on the lake, you can do boat rentals and fishing excursions. 
I think when I think of the fort, I I think of that horseback riding section. Section, I just do. Like it just, it's one of those things that's just iconic, and it's maybe because it's over by some of the food options that we that we had talked about. It's over by Pioneer Hall. When you're getting off the boat and you're walking towards Pioneer Hall, you can see the horse. And, and and just walking around like it's just one of those things that's very very visual it's it's a, it's a memory there that you don't see at Disney's Grand Floridian that's that's just not what you have there so you mentioned things like archery segway tours carriage ride like those are the things that if that's really in your wheelhouse it's here for you so definitely take advantage of it is there anything and again we- that's really bringing in the outdoors getting more of a camp vacation versus being focused on a Disney vacation. The theme park may not be the main attraction. It may be all of those outdoor things, those family bonding things, those basics. You know, it's sad to say that a lot of kids don't go ride bicycles anymore. That's just not where the time is, not where the streets are. And so really back to basics here, which is so nice. Well, let's touch on any basics that we didn't cover today. What did we miss that we need to address before we say goodnight? I'm going to go with two things that you may be looking for that also sadly like river country are no more. This was the home of two dinner shows, not just one. Mickey's backyard barbecue used to be here, right? It is no more. That land has been cleared. It is not coming back. It was a great, Barbecue evening with beer and wine and characters and dancing. So if you're looking for that, stop looking. It is no more. (laughs) And those of you that are really old, I am going to tell you one of my absolute favorite Disney childhood memories that also is no more. Um, And when I did a resort tour about eight years ago and The resort manager was leading a group of us that were there for a PR tour. And I mentioned this to him. He got this look on his face and he said to me, nobody else remembers that. I'm so glad you do. (laughs) It was called the Marshmallow Marsh. Uh, They tell me that it it doesn't exist anymore because the island that you used to canoe to sunk. I'm thinking at some point the Disney legal team stepped in and said, you guys are out of your minds for allowing this. Guests would meet on the beach. You would hop in canoes. You would follow, you know, there was a cast member in each crew and all these canoes heading out onto the lake with all these guests rowing to get you to this island. And now picture the ferry boat is going by and the other boats getting people to the park as all these people in their canoes are rowing, you got to the island. They set up a giant bonfire where we roasted marshmallows, hence the name Marshmallow Marsh. You could watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks. You could watch the water pageant come by. One of the things that I love to do that is still there today. And of course, if we could watch the fireworks, it had to be dark out. Sure. Now that it was dark, you put all these people back in their canoes with a cute little lantern with a single bulb on the front, and you sent them back into the waterway with all the speed boats and ferry boats and big transportation boats to row back in the pitch black with these little teeny beacons of light. 
Yeah, I can't imagine why it doesn't exist anymore. That sounds like something that would be just without any kind of stress for the company. Listen, not <laughs> not the most ingenious idea. No, no. But again, among my absolute favorite childhood memories, it makes me sad that there is no more Marshmallow Marsh, but, you know, we'll get past it. The other thing we didn't cover, that's always a happy thought for people staying there, as I said, people stay there for a long time, and many of them are coming with campers and trailers. So unlike those of us who fly, who are trying to stay under that 50-pound weight limit and as few suitcases as possible, these people with their campers go all out in decorating. Halloween, Christmas, it is huge. They do a golf cart parade where people go through and you can go through and see all of the blow up things and lights and signage, really just an amazing fun time, super creative. I would say 90% of them are Disney themed and should be on like the Great American Light Show. Um, just a super fun atmosphere. So even if you're not a camping person, if you're going to Disney and you've gone a few times, add this in for one of your next visits. It is a unique experience. It is all Disney, even though it's still camping, something you don't want to miss. Well, Sandy, I appreciate you taking the time to explain this unique and really awesome and historical resort. Have a great week. You too. Thanks. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>